0: From Acts chapter 9. In the city of Joppa, there was a follower named Tabitha. Her Greek name, Dorcas, means a deer. She was always doing good and helping the poor. While Peter was in Lydda, Tabitha became sick and died. Her body was washed and put in a room upstairs. The followers in Joppa heard that Peter was in Lydda. Lydda is near Joppa. So they sent two men to Peter. They begged him, hurry, please come to us. Peter got ready and went with them. When he arrived, they took him to the upstairs room. All the widows stood around Peter crying. They showed him the shirts and coats that Tabitha had made when she was still alive. (coughs) Peter sent everyone out of the room. He kneeled and prayed. Then he turned to the body and said, Tabitha, stand up. She opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then he called the believers and the widows into the room. He showed them Tabitha. She was alive. People everywhere in Joppa learned about this, and many believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for many days with a man named Simon, who was a leather worker. Um, it looks like it is the softmax. So Let me grab you where okay. I think I'm good but I,
1: people can't see you, hang on. Okay. Sing for some 81, 1 5. Sing for joy to God, our strength. Shout out, Lord, to the God of Jacob. Begin the music. Play, Play the tambourines. Play pleasant
0: music on the harps and the lyres.
1: Blow, Blow the sheep horn at the time of the new moon. Blow it when the moon is full. When our feast begins, this, this is the law for
0: you. God's
1: command
0: to the people of Jacob. He made this agreement with the people of Joseph when they went out of the land of Egypt. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite you to stand as you are comfortable for our gospel lesson.
1: Jesus called all the twelve apostles Apostles together, he gave he gave them the power to heal sicknesses and power over all demons. Jesus sent the apostles out to tell them about God's kingdom and to and and to heal the sick. He he said to them, when you travel, don't take a walking stick. Also, don't carry a bag of food or money. Take take your your trip all in the clothes you are wearing. When, when you go into a house, stay there until it is time to leave. If the people in the town were not welcome, you go outside and shake the dust off your feet. This will be a warning to them. So the apostles went out and traveled through, through the towns and they, told, and they told the good news and healed people everywhere.
0: The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you,
2: O Christ.
0: And I, we already have quite a few young ones up here, but I invite all our young ones forward for the children's message.
2: Outside. Who who can share what we did outside?
1: We plant um we plant flowers and tomatoes and stuff.
2: Yeah, we did in our garden, didn't we? plant some gifts for our mom
1: it is Mother's Day today, and on Mother's Day you celebrate moms yeah we do why do we celebrate
2: moms right
1: because
2: C- they're so special for us Aww. Yeah, so what makes them what makes them so special somebody share something what makes what makes your mom so special?
1: My, 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 what makes my mom so special is that she cares for me.
2: Okay. How about you, Libby? What
1: makes your mom special? My, um, so, <laughs> I don't know yet, but I can do it. What my mom's special for is that she likes me so much bigger move guy. <laughs> oh, that's
2: right. Okay. okay. Ellie, what makes
1: your mom special? My mom makes me special because she loved me very much and I love her back so much. Okay, so Brady, how about you? What makes my mom so special is that she helps me with my homework. That's pretty
2: important, isn't it? Bradley. Same with Brady. Same. <laughs> so your mom does the homework. What makes your mom special? <clears throat> okay, <laughs> so sounds like so we have a lot of special moms. Do do your oh
1: Zian, I think. Uh, My mom is special because she's trying to work out and get rid of her drugs,
0: so I can live with her. So that makes her really special.
2: Yeah. So, when we have these special moms that are doing special things for us, do they watch over you, too? Yeah. What if they're not there?
0: Do they still? What if
2: you're in school or you're at a friend's house? Does your mom still watch over them? Even though yeah. she's even though she's not around?
1: Yeah. Yeah. She has
2: yeah. Security yeah. Security yeah. Security yeah she, she has security cameras everywhere. <laughs> so she can really watch them. You better be careful, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes. You know, moms are kind of like God in a way. How are moms like God?
1: They help us. They love us. They care for us. Yeah, and those are all things that God does. Okay, Brady, did you think of
2: something else?
1: And they both watch over us. That's right. <laughs>
2: Okay. Same as everybody. Same as everybody. Okay. They forgive us. Oh, is that what you were thinking, Randy? Yeah, moms forgive us just like God does too. Well, you know what? I'm gonna give you today a little tiny angel, and it glows in the dark. And this is for you to set somewhere or put in your pocket. So that you can remember that your mom and also God and Jesus are always there to protect you and watch over you. Okay? But before I do that, can we all say a little prayer together? Okay. Dear God, Dear God thank, you thank you for watching over, us, for watching over us, and us and protecting us, and thank you for giving us our moms. Amen.
0: saturday we planted in our garden and we talked about jesus calling the twelve apostles together and sending them out to heal and to share with the world we talked about god calling all people into this life and sending us forward to share it we talked about the way small seeds grow into big things as we planted our garden in the back of the church we celebrated the mother figures in our lives And some of our kids, their mother figure is a woman who gave birth to them, who raised them. For some, it's a grandma or even grandpa who has nurtured them and poured out that maternal and necessary love. As we got ready for Mother's Day weekend, I have been thinking a lot about motherhood. I've been grateful to see posts on social media about the joy and the difficulty of this day for so many. And one of my favorite posts was from a colleague who simply posted a scripture verse from Isaiah, when God says, as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. We talk a lot about God the Father, and not much about God the Mother, the one who birthed the world into being, who loves her precocious and maddening children with an unconditional and undeniable fierceness. I picture Mother God filled with pride and worry as the apostles are sent out, knowing that in the end all will return to her, but... In the meantime, they will face persecution, and heartache, and failure on their journey of discipleship. I picture my own mother's face after I began seminary and was debating whether to move to Minnesota to be on campus, the pride and love and worry in her eyes as she said, you can do this, you can go, we can make it happen. I wonder if Jesus felt like a mother bird watching her chicks fly from the nest as he empowered the twelve to heal, to care for others, to proclaim God's kingdom in unfamiliar lands. The apostles went out. They traveled through all the towns. They told the good news and healed people everywhere. They faced rejection and persecution, failure and heartbreak. And yet where they go, the story of Jesus trails behind them and blazes ahead of them. While Peter was in a neighboring town, word came to him of Tabitha, Dorcas, and Greek, who we sang about in our song this morning. A disciple herself, the power to provide a mother's comfort to grieving widows through gifts of love and care. Our reading from Acts doesn't say whether Tabitha was married, single, or widowed herself. It doesn't tell us if she had a brood of her own children. Scripture and study doesn't tell us if Dorcas had children and lost them, or if she had wanted but never had children of her own. What it does say is that she is a disciple of the Lord, always doing good and helping the poor. At her illness and death, widows were gathered around her weeping and holding on to the keepsakes of love and care that she had made for each of them. And so they sent for Peter because they heard he was nearby. They wanted Peter to be present with them, to hear her story, to know who she was, and to grieve with them as they missed her. They needed a reminder of God's comforting presence among them, the hope of God's fierce love as they shared their heartache. And in this last week, I have found myself thinking of my own mother, my own experience in motherhood, and all of those women who comforted me with mothering love throughout my life. For those who sat beside me when I cried, who celebrated with me in moments of triumph, who gave me strength to leave my safe and easy nest. For my own mother, for aunts and friends, for church leaders and mentors, for teachers and colleagues, for authors who may never know how much impact they had on me. The mothering love of God, that fierce and undeniable grace, has been poured out over me by many. And this week, I have just been giving thanks for each of them. And I have been clutching on keepsakes of gift and memory from a particular sister in Christ who returned home to our divine parent last week. Rachel Held Evans was a mother, a disciple, a Christian author whose writing gave me and so many hope that God's love was the love of a fierce mama bear and that it was for me too. Rachel's writing was a guidepost for me in my search for an inclusive God that loves me and all no matter what. Like Tabitha, known as Dorges, Rachel was always doing good and helping the poor in spirit in her writing, in her speaking, in her presence. After her sudden death last Saturday at the age of 37 from antibiotic complications, I found myself like the widows, clutching my own keepsake of a brief moment with her, crying over a signed copy of her newest book reliving the moment just a month ago, when she handed it back to me with a generous smile. In our reading today, Peter witnesses grief around him. And he sends everyone out of the room. He kneels and prays and tells Tabitha to stand up. She opens her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her to stand. He showed the believers and the widows Tabitha she was alive. Not every story of grief and heartache has that kind of ending for us. We live together today with the fierce mama bear love of our God, with the promise of God's kingdom here and not yet. Our lives are filled with hope and fear and pride and worry over what is to come. Like widows gathered around our own mother figure, we gather around each other. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, calls us, empowers us, and sends us, like the apostles, like disciple Tabitha, like our sister in Christ Rachel, all of us, God sends us into the world to share a love that heals, a grace that comforts, and a hope that even as we grasp on the keepsakes of those we have lost, as we ache at what might have been, as we struggle with days of joy and difficulty, we still have good news to share. Because even Jesus experienced failure and rejection. Even Jesus faced death. And death did not win. In Jesus' resurrection and the power he gave to Peter to raise up Tabitha and the promise of new life that we find in Jesus, death did not win. Death does not have the last word. Failure does not have the last word. Rejection does not have the last word. Because our God is the fierce mama bear God who came and stood in our place. So that like baby birds leaving the nest, we could fly, sometimes facing tears and heartache, sometimes celebrating triumph and thanksgiving, but always empowered with God's mama bear strength and incredible love to share this grace in our lives and in our worlds, no matter where our wings might take us. Thanks be to God.